Knock, knock. Who's there? The Cubs. The Cubs who? Knock, knock. Who's there? The Cubs. The Cubs who? Yeah, I'd like to know who the Cubs are too. <laughs> Who's left? Welcome to Baseball Biz. I'm Mark Carpet, your host, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Brandon Noway. How you doing today, Brandon? Mark, I'm doing really good. It's a little stressful putting together all these notes for trade deadline day, but it, it's really exciting. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I, it's hard to keep up, man. I mean, we keep, like you said, you're writing this. I know you've been, you kept your thumb on the pulse, and that pulse is it's going pretty high. I think the blood pressure of the MLB has to be popping. And what we're seeing as far as trades, expectations, and what's happening. I, I don't know. Jeff Passon, I don't think he slept in 48 hours. He's probably hitting his Mountain Dew like nobody's business, but I know I am. I saw him on Sports Center last night, and the host asked him if he'd eaten, and he said no. <laughs> just, just a plain <laughs> flat out no. Just flat out, no. I know I saw somebody at six. He was putting stuff out there, I think, like at two in the morning and at six morning. He's he's putting other things. It's like, good Lord, boy, do you ever sleep? But not now, not. And he maintains that that perfectly slick back here. So, Jeff Passon, <laughs> we salute you for all you've done and all that you share with us and the rest of the world. So, Brandon, let's have, well, you and I need to share some things, too, man. It is trade deadline week, folks. And if you haven't been paying attention, let's see what else is going on. Oh, Olympics, NBA draft, <laughs> non-essentials. And <laughs> let's get to the important, the meat, the matter, baseball. So what do we got, brother? Well, a lot's happened. We're going to start off with a little bit of a trade that happened earlier this week. The Pirates traded Tyler Anderson to the Mariners in exchange for minor leaguers, catcher Carter Bins and right-handed pitcher Joaquin Tejada. And fun fact, Anderson was originally traded to the Phillies, but that deal was held up due to a medical issue on Phillies end, on the Phillies end of the deal. So that one fell through and he wound up in Seattle. Oh, I was wondering about that. I mean, when they said medical, I thought surely they wouldn't pick him up if there was a problem with him. Yeah, I originally thought it was Anderson with the problem, but it looks like it was one of Phillies' return players. So they ended up saying, you know what, we don't have time for this. So Mariners have a good offer. We'll, we'll just go with theirs. There you go. Moving on to a deal that's happened relatively recently. The Padres acquired a pitcher from the Nationals. Now you may be getting all excited. For reliever Daniel Hudson. San Diego is sending right-handed pitching prospect Mason Thompson and shortstop Jordy Barley to Washington. And Dennis Lynn of the Padres beat writer expects it to be a rental to help out that bullpen for the rest of this year, which a lot of teams seem to be doing. That's a very common theme in all sports around trade deadline day. Basically rent for the year and let the guy go. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that trade. Let's, we can, let's go ahead and insert it here because the thing of it is when you're talking about renting a player, it's basically maybe they're what they're, they're coming up on the end of a contract a team that needs somebody to help get them into the playoffs. So they bring in this player. Uh, you know, you can look a couple years back with Mookie Betts and the Dodgers brought him in. They wanted to keep him longer, but they could have said, we need somebody to get us to that last part of the of the playoffs. They brought him in, and they could just as easily release him at the, that 
period, because he was going to be a free agent. So that's what the rental process is in part. Yeah, we, we see it all, all sorts of ways. We see it the Mookie Betts route with the Dodgers and with the Rays route. We see that a ton where they'll bring a guy like Jesus Aguilar and a guy like Nelson Cruz who they're bringing in for the stretch run of the playoffs. And, you know, no guarantee they're going to come back next year. They probably won't be. So they just try to use their services on the cheap for the rest of the year and then let them walk in free agency. Yeah, well, let's do, we'll dig in a little deeper too, and we'll talk about how Yankees and Dodgers have really been doing that this year. So, so what else you got us down the the, uh, the lineup here as far as trades? The Mariners they made a big trade as they traded right-hander, right-handed pitcher J.T. Chargeau. I believe that's how you say it. If not, I apologize, man. And minor league third baseman Austin Shenton to the Rays for righty reliever Diego Castillo. And this move was a bit of a shock to me. I heard. No rumblings or anything about Castillo being on the move. And going on more about this deal, Seattle acquired lefty starter Tyler Anderson and traded closer Kendall Graveman to the Astros earlier this week, which was a very unpopular move basically all throughout the Mariners organization. So this move was kind of, you know, hopefully ease that up a little bit. And for the Mariners, Castillo has a 272 ERA and 14 saves and 16 opportunities. And Chargeau has a three, a flat 3-0 ERA and relatively similar innings and situations as Castillo. But for Seattle, I think this is an upgrade for you guys. And for us Rays fans, I, I don't really know much about this one. It seems like a downgrade, <laughs> but I'll, I'll hold my tongue on final judgment with this one. You know what's what's interesting, yeah, about that because I, I was kind of sad to see uh, Diego go and thinking he does a good job. There's times I curse his name because he he may, he may blow the ninth, but majority of the time he's really bring it in. He really resolves the game. He he completes it for the Rays. And you know I, I saw was it the the game yesterday afternoon. I hadn't seen the news yet about Castillo, and I didn't see him coming up for uh, to wrap up the the ninth inning. Of course. Wrapping up the ninth inning yesterday with the Yankees really didn't require that much work. It was like a 14-zip beating on top of the Yanks from the Rays yesterday. <laughs> yeah, throw that one in there. Of course. Well, you know, and simultaneously, Boone was not up in the lineup the other day. And I thought, oh, oh, I know the Yankees need to make changes. Are, are they getting rid of, you know, of, I said Boone. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out. Judge was not talking no about this. Oh yeah, for a minute. Boone wasn't in the lineup. Judge, <laughs> Judge wasn't in the lineup. Boone hasn't been and, in the lineup uh, for many years. Yes. <laughs> so Judge wasn't in the lineup, and I thought, are they trading him? Hell, they could have been trading both. But uh, uh, I'm working on plenty of Tylenol and caffeine <laughs> today, so forgiveness of, of on some of my uh, bumps here along the line. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, there you go. You you start seeing people not appearing in the lineup, and you're saying, "Okay, are they being traded at this moment?" Because the deadline is today, Friday, and here we are. You know, July thirtieth at four o'clock, the doors close, saying all trades are done. So this has been a a, a racetrack of of activity. And uh, so, what else we got going here, Brandon? Some of the other trades. Um, sticking with the Rays, they made a trade for a reliever. His name is Sean Ander, or not Sean Anderson, Sean Armstrong. 
and he is from the Orioles. He plays in AAA for the Norfolk Tides. I believe that's what they're still called. And this was reported by Masson's own Rock Kabatka. Great name. That's an awesome name, to be honest. He reports it's a deal for cash considerations. And Armstrong, he seems like he's more of a AAA option because he has a 3.18 ERA and 15 innings this season at AAA and 20 innings pitched at the major league level with an ERA of 8.55. Wow. Yeah, hopefully that's not the answer for Castillo leaving, but maybe it's just a depth situation, but he doesn't seem like a a major league option to me, just looking at the the stats. Yeah, you, you have to feel there's something else in the mix. Maybe some other future, I don't know. They're they're looking. I don't see a player to be named later or cash, so I'm not sure what they're what they're doing there. Well, heading to some some big fish that the other teams reeled in. The Yankees they've had a heck of a heck of a past couple of days, haven't they? As they traded for Anthony Rizzo, Ken Rosenthal reported that he was traded to the Yankees on Thursday before the teams made it official. The Yankees are sending outfielder Kevin Alcantara and pitcher Alexander. Vis- Visino back to Chicago and Cubs fans aren't really taking this very well. They're a bit upset and sad over the end of an era and a producer of the Dan Patrick show, who is a Cubs fan, Paul Paps tweeted out on Twitter last night. After watching what's going on with the Cubs on sports center, I had to change the channel to something that would calm me down slash cheer me up for a bit. And I'm not kidding. I put on a season one episode of Ozark. (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh! And that's not the most calming, cheerful show. No. If any of you have seen Ozark or haven't, let's just say there's uh, scenes involving a young teenager with shotguns and uh, crazy opium-filled people uh, threatening lives everywhere. So, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah, that he. I, I'm sorry to hear that's what it took to cheer him up. <laughs> Dark times in Chicago, I guess. Oh, gosh. I, I know. I mean, I've been following some of the Cubs folks on Twitter. I think Sarah Sanchez, I think she realizes this may have happened, but I was um, messaging with her a couple of weeks ago. Say, hey, what's going on? You know, what, what about Jed Hoyer? You, you hear anything about, you know, he's the GM up there. What, you hear anything about what he might be wanting to do come uh, trade time? And she says, he's not very transparent. So there was no telling what was going to be coming out of the Cubs. And, uh,. <laughs> You you gotta you gotta wonder if they're abandoning this season. But the Yankees, you and I've talked about this before. I mean, the Yankees. What has been their greatest need? It hadn't been right-handed batters. Oh yeah, they have plenty of right-handed batters. That that seems like all they have in their lineup. But especially in that little sandbox they call a stadium up there in New York, you think left-handed hitting would be key for them to acquire because. How many times do you see a ball that's a routine fly ball at every other stadium in the majors, but is a 10-row deep home run up in the Bronx? What, up in the short porch? Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, it's sad, it's sad. But I don't know. We'll, so we'll see what that – because they're bringing in some left-handed pitchers. I'll, I'll let you continue on, on uh, what, what's going on with these Yankees. Yeah, and sticking with the left-handed theme – one day before they acquired Rizzo, they added Joey Gallo in a push-to-improve a team that sits nine games back of the first-place Red Sox. The three-time All-Star 
And one last thing on Rizzo before we move on to their next move that they made. Rizzo is batting 248 with 14 homers, 40 RBIs, and 92 games. And many say that the Yankees will now focus on pitching, which is something that I think they really should focus on, especially the bullpen out. And Mark DeRosa, I saw on MLB Central about an hour ago at the time of recording, suggested that Luke Voigt could be used as a trade piece, especially mm. especially since their next addition could take over as a first baseman as they acquired Joey Gallo and left-handed pitcher Jolie Rodriguez that was reported by John Paul Morosi and Mark Feinson. With the Rangers, the Texas, they acquired shortstop Josh Smith, who was the number 14 prospect in the Yankees pipeline, second baseman Ezekiel Duran, the number 15, second baseman slash outfielder Trevor Hauer, the 23rd prospect, and right-hander Glenn Otto, the 28th ranked Yankees prospect. So it looks like what the Rangers are looking to the future, you know, and whereas uh, the Yankees are looking for right now. I mean, let's face it, I, I, was, I, mean, <laughs> I was putting Aaron Boone, the manager for trade, but <laughs> seriously, uh, he and the general manager, Brian Cashman, have come under a lot of heat, you know, here in the, in what, uh, the last bit or so. And, and part of that has become, well, see, you know, we need some strength. And Texas says, hey, guess what? We need some strength, but we need to build for a future too. So I guess that's, uh, that's their direction. Yeah, and I think if they, like everybody is saying, if they acquire like a, a good, another solid reliever, I think the Yankees are become have a really strong closer this year because just looking at adding these two guys, their offense instantly, I think, becomes a lot better because they have left-handed power, especially in Yankee Stadium. And we know their offense is not a problem. It's just the pitching, which has question marks around it. And I think if they can do that, they, they can become a real threat to take that first wild card. Yeah, let's, let's see how that happens. And, and, and looking back, too, again, at the Rangers, you know, what they're like <laughs> – they're dead last in the AL West. Uh, they're not going to do anything this year. So rebuild, retool. You know, if they're getting some fresh blood that hasn't been experienced yet, but they can build with. You got a you got a game average now of win loss of three fifty three. Uh, their lasting games are one and nine. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yes, yeah, time to make some changes. So good for them, I guess. Really, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, and their their big-time rival, the Red Sox, they did not stand pat as they added Kyle Schwarber, and that was confirmed by the Athletics' Britt Groley before Washington made it official late Thursday. Boston is sending right-hander Aldo Ramirez to the Nationals in that deal. And Jen McCaffrey, a Red Sox beat writer, adding Schwartz to the Red Sox lineup immediately improves the club's power. The 28-year-old left-handed batter built to 25 homers in 72 games before landing on the injury list on July 3rd with the hamstring strain, and he is expected to be back within the next couple weeks. And I think this is a big trade, especially when he's healthy, because I remember when he was healthy, people were saying if he can just stay off the injured list, he could possibly be an MVP contender. Wow. Well, you know, the Red Sox have, have had a strong – uh, a team in t- this year and not surprisingly see this kind of change though to Heim Bloom, a protege of the Rays general manager 
and uh, Eric Neander, he people were really kind of curious a couple years ago when he came on and said, oh, Mookie Betts, yeah, we'll trade him. And who would have guessed earlier this year that would we would see the Red Sox as strong as they are? So they needed to take some moves to secure that position for this year and to to build something for the future. And I think this sounds like that might this might be a move that makes that happen. Yeah, it does sound like it could be one of those moves where they trade for a guy and they end up keeping him around for the long haul. But I'll admit I was one of those people that was wrong about the Red Sox. And I mean, I'll admit it. I was wrong. I thought they'd probably be in the position where the Blue Jays were. But hey, I I thought they would be worse. They proved me wrong. So Red Sox fans, I apologize. Cora and Bloom <laughs> must be doing something right. Yeah. We, we're looking forward to seeing what happens with the Red Sox. Uh, like I said, I, I was with you too. I, I didn't see really the strength that we already have with the Red Sox. I thought the Blue Jays would be higher up. And uh, Yankees are right exactly where I thought they'd be. <laughs> <laughs> well, would you like to discuss who is the early winner of the trade deadline for 2021? And that is the L.A. Dodgers, as they added Danny Duffy from the Royals for a player to be named later, who is seen as a death piece in the rotation. A big, big addition for them. And they also added a couple guys, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, with her AAA catcher, Kiebert Ruiz, right-handed pitcher, Josiah Gray, AA outfielder Donovan Casey, and right-hander Gerardo Carrillo would be the prospect sent to Washington. Ruiz is a six, is the number 16 prospect in all of baseball, according to Baseball America. And Gray, he debuted last week, was rated the 39th best prospect in MLB and Keith Law's preseason rankings. And Ruiz, who debuted in 2020, was 80th. And the Nationals did not have one prospect make Law's top 100. So it looks like They've got some pretty good pieces to help maybe speed up that rebuild a little bit because, I mean, two of these guys already made their Major League debuts. Nationals fans might not have to wait a whole lot longer for better baseball. Yeah, I, I'm curious too because we're looking at the team that was the won the whole thing just a, a couple of years ago. You know, They were the World Series champs. And when I saw these two key players in the Nationals you know, move away, uh, I was like, what? Uh Geez, I, I, Max Scherzer. I mean, he made it clear he, if he was going to be traded, he had it in his agreement with the, the Nationals that he would could be you know, he would be able to approve or disapprove of whatever the, the trade would be, and he made it pretty clear. I think that he was looking for the West Coast. He was looking for a team that he wants to win a World Series with, and Dodgers pretty much fit that bull bill <laughs> fit that bull too. Uh, <laughs> I would say. I mean. They're in a tough, tough, tough division, though. I mean, you you look at who they have to compete with. You've got what the, the Giants and the Padres. Jeez, yeah, that, that's a div- yeah, that's almost as bad as. Yeah, that, that's a, a really, really tough division. Nobody saw what the Giants were doing. They thought it would maybe be just a two horse race between them and the Padres, but the Giants still in first place this late in the ball game, and. I haven't seen them make any big moves, but and I haven't really seen them rumored to make a whole bunch of big moves, but they they've been one of the really big surprises this year. They have indeed. I mean, and right now they're what their percentage of winning is six twenty seven. Uh, Dodgers is five ninety six, and the Padres at five seventy one. 
So the Dodgers are actually three games back behind the Giants, and the Padres only five and a half. That is one tight division at this point in the year. So any changes made now can certainly influence who's going to be in the playoffs, who's going to win that division. They are, and we got some changes that could possibly come in. I have some rumors for you. Jose Barrios. Oh, please share. Jose Barrios of the Minnesota Twins. As of Thursday afternoon, the Twins have discovered a stronger-than-expected market for him, and have already had some offers extended their way. And multiple sources have told Ken, Res- Ken Rosenthal and Dan Hayes. I can't seem to speak today. <laughs> a group of cont- It's all the excitement. It's all the excitement, Brandon. <laughs> it is. Contenders, including the Blue Jays, Dodgers, Yankees, and Rays have expressed interest in the two-time All-Star. He's scheduled to start for the Twins on Friday night in St. Louis, which is tonight. And nobody knows if he will make that start because of the interest is so strong with him. And so far this year, he is 7-5 and five with a 3.48 ERA, 126 strikeouts, and 120 through, 121 and two-thirds innings this season. Wow. You, you know, I mean, he's there. And he's Like you said, he is strong. Um, I, I, I didn't really see him on the radar. I missed that one. I'll be quite honest with you. There's a lot of other players that were at the top for me, and I, I didn't see him. So I'm really curious to see you know, where he does land. Yeah, I, I didn't really think of him as a, a trade possibility either. Maybe it's just because the Twins have had a disappointing year. Though so far, with all the expectations of making the playoffs, they're letting pieces go off, try to rebuild a little bit. And with all these contenders out there, the Dodgers, I don't know what's going to happen with them since they got Scherzer. The Yankees, I think, could be a good contender. The Blue Jays. And I think the Rays should really try to make this trade because... Looking at their rotation, yes, they're going to get class now back. I I don't think that they're as strong as a rotation as they need to be to make a deep run in the playoffs because I don't think they have a true number two pitcher. Yes, Archers is a nice pitcher. Yarbrough, McClanahan, they can be really, really good. But the only problem with me with those two is that they're just too inconsistent for me to be a good number two pitcher that you need to go deep into the playoffs. Well, I'm looking at Patino after the other, st- the other day as being a guy who, who potentially could be their number two pitcher. I am, and maybe he's too young, and maybe I'm judging on a very short number of games to say whether or not he can do that. But he's shining there. And, you know, I mean, there's so much depth when you get to the Rays and their bullpen, but there's also a lot of depth of, <laughs> on that injury list right now when it comes to pitchers. Yeah, it's. I mean, what, what you go ahead. I mean, it's just sorry for interrupting you, but it just seems like every week we have a new person going down on the the IL because didn't um, Fairbanks just go on there a couple of days ago after getting off of it yeah. about a week ago? Yeah, yet yet another one, and it's you know it's a long season, sixty game season. You, you may not have as many injuries because you don't have as many games, but we certainly have seen our share of those with the Rays. You know what they know? Go ahead. Oh, no. You can go ahead. I was going to move on. Now, one thing I was going to say is that um, talking about the Rays, and maybe you're going to talk about this, I know, in a few moments, but talking about the Rays, I think there's always a lot of pressure to make trades on those. And Eric Neander, you know, he he has. We were talking about it earlier. The, the Nelson Cruz thing, thing, bringing him in, you know, 
earlier on, you know, a couple of months ago, uh, getting rid of Willie Adamas and bringing in a couple of other new pitchers. Um, and then, of course, uh, most recently, let's see, who do we get Rich Hill. Oh, yeah, Rich Hill. My goodness, Rich Hill. Rich Hill. So they're not above making changes. I think Eric Neander, he said before about himself, you have to be ruthless. So even players that you love. And one other thing I will say then about the Rays is that my greatest fear is my, one of my favorite players, if not the Joey Wendell, I see him maybe not as a trade this year during this deadline, but uh, a strong possibility in the future. Yeah, that could be. And I have another possible rumor involving the Raiders we can talk about here in a couple minutes. So just a little tease okay. to keep you interested for a couple minutes. And mm-hmm. I have another trade rumor, which I, I didn't think would happen either, but it seems to be really surprising. The Nationals are aggressively shopping catcher Jan Gomes, and he is expected to be the next to go. That is from Britt Garoli of The Athletic. And Bob Nightingale says that the Blue Jays and the A's are in talks to acquire the catcher. Well, the the Blue Jays definitely are in need of someone. I mean, they've still got potential. Let's see, where are they right now? Take a look in the standings. Because you say, who who still has opportunities? And if we look at that in American League East, obviously the Red Sox are leading. Rays are one and a half games behind. Yankees are eight and a half. Jays, nine and a half. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be a crawl. You know, that's gonna be a hard crawl to get back up. Uh I mean they could they could do it. And and maybe maybe that trade would be worth it for this year or maybe for the future. What do you think? I think it could be a good trade. And I think with maybe with the Blue Jays. I think don't try to win the division. Focus on getting into the wild card because that's the easier route. And I think maybe them going back to Toronto today, which I wish was on TV so I could watch it. I think that'll help them out a bit, you know, getting back into like they're actually at home. They're not playing in Buffalo or Dunedin, even though that's probably felt like home the past year, year and a half. I think, you know, getting back into a real, like your real home, and having the crowd on your side, I think maybe that'll give them a boost and it'll maybe give them some extra incentive to get into the playoff push. And maybe making a move like this could really add to that. Well, let's see what comes. You know, it's, there's, a, there's a lot happening. So what else, what other grist do we have? It should be, <laughs> what other grist do we have in the rumor mill? Well, it involves the Orioles, and no, they are not making trades to make a playoff push. John Heyman is reporting that they are fielding calls for John Means and Trey Mancini, and it doesn't seem like they're really interested in making those trades as they've chased away calls for Means, and they're very reluctant to let Mancini go just because of the big influence and inspiration that he provides to the clubhouse. And we were talking about the Rays a couple minutes ago, there was a report from Dane Perry of CBS Sports that said the Rays could be eyeing Chris Bryant. That could be an interesting trade. As Bryant, who is in his walk year of the contract, so he's a free agent next year, He wrote, in this article he writes, he boasts defensive flexibility and he's enjoying a nice bounce back season with the bat, going 269, 356, and 500. With 17 homers, 19 doubles, and 91 games, 
He's owed the balance of a $19.5 million salary for this year. And so with the Cubs in sell mode, they might be more desperate to let him go and are willing to eat up a bit more of a chunk of that, that payroll. Well, well, you know, and you think, yeah, well, there, once again, let's, let's hear it for the Cubs, right? <laughs> uh, trying to empty the cupboard. But the, the sad thing I mean, that is, if he leaves there, I mean, that would be even a bigger hit to the Cubs as they're cleaning out some of their players and bringing other ones in. Uh, Chris Bryant, yeah, he, I think he'd be a welcome addition to the Rays. But let me ask you this. I mean, I, I was talking a moment ago about Joey Wendell, and I guess uh, if, if you're looking for a trade, you get you already have a great third base uh, player there, but you got Yandy Diaz who plays third, and you've got uh, and Wendell. So, But Yandy also plays first. Um, is Chris Bryant going to be that much more spectacular than Wendell to do that? I don't know. Because I always think Wendell's success is kind of muted by everything else that's happening out there. Yeah, that, that's a very good question. I think, you know, if this trade were to happen, I'm not 100% sure. If it would, I err on the side of more of it not happening. I think Wendell would, unfortunately, be the odd man out. Like you said, if he doesn't get traded this year, he probably will next year, just just yeah. the, from the way, way that the Rays operate. And... Another reason I don't think it, ha- it could happen, because John Morosi reported that Chris Bryant is also linked to the Mets as well as Baez, who could play shortstop until Francisco Lindor returns for the Mets, and he can move over to second base. So the Mets could be looking to make moves as well, where the Rays have a bit more of like prospects they can dive into, and maybe even a Joey Wendell they could dive into and include in a trade. The Mets, I think they can make moves as well, and they might be willing to take up more of that contract than the Rays would, which could, you know, incentivize the Cubs just a little bit. Yeah, I think you're right there, I mean, because let's face it, the Mets with their new owner, Steve Cohen, excuse me, Steve Cohen, he's certainly been able to open up the wallet, and he said he's about winning this year, and they've been doing it. I mean, right now they're leading the NL East, and... Let's see, the Phillies are about three and a half games behind them, Braves four, so they're nipping at their <laughs> at them right on the backside there. But yeah, they might like a little bit more insurance. I can see why they would bring somebody else there. And since Cohen has the pocketbooks, uh since Cohen has the pocketbook for this, I could see, you know, that that happening. But look who he's got behind him. Phillies, Braves, Nationals. Well, Nationals in them seven and a half games <laughs> back and Marlins ten and a half and and they're losing Starling Marte, so yeah. Anyway, the the grist continues on in the trade mill. So what else happened, brother? Yeah, and going back to the reliever market, several teams are interested in Craig Kimbrell, and why wouldn't you? The dude's been one of the best pitchers in baseball, especially a reliever. Has an ERA of .49, and only, I believe, one blown save this year, which only came a couple weeks ago, or not a couple weeks ago, about a week ago against the Cardinals. And Ken Rosenthal on Tuesday reported that the Padres are among those teams with interest in Kimbrell. And Bruce Levine of the 670, the score in Chicago, said, quote, The White Sox continue to scout the trade chips in the Cubs bullpen, most notably all-star closer Craig Kimbrell and reliever Ryan Tapera. And Kimbrell, as being one of the most dominant pitchers, relief pitchers out there, he's Imagine you'd be highly sought after. There are teams like the Red Sox that are involved, 
At least seven clubs have shown serious interest in Kimbrough, and why wouldn't you? Because he is one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball. That includes the Red Sox, who could look to have a bit of a reunion there. The White Sox looking to bolster up their bullpen. I heard some people say the Rays. And even the Dodgers, who could look up to just basically rich get richer. I mean, could you imagine a bullpen with Craig Kimbrell and Kenley Jensen? Ooh, man, that, that would make an impact. That could make a big impact against any competitor. I mean, that, that'd be a team for me. It'd be like, that's the clear-cut favorite to me. Because, I mean, they already have the lineup. They have the starting rotation. Now they have the bullpen for it. It'd be hard to find flaws if the Dodgers were to make this move. Well, let's see what comes, brother. I mean, it's, it's the clock is still ticking right now. Here we are on Friday. It's uh, man, there's still possibilities for these changes. Yeah, and I have just a couple more rumors to go over before I wrap up my little rumor mill. There was a report from MLB.com asking the question of the Padres willing to trade elite prospects to move Hosmer. And they wrote, the Padres continue to discuss potential trades for first baseman Eric Hosmer in an attempt to free up payroll space for other trade deadline deals. And that was reported because he is in the fourth year of an eight-year, $144 million deal. And I don't know how much this trade offer is still on the table, considering we're later on and most of the big fish are off of off the market, so to speak. So I don't know how much this is really in play i'm sure if you gave them a really good offer for like chris bryan or somebody they take it especially with hosmer but i'm not sure if this is one that's really going to happen this late in the ball game yeah we, 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 yes we'll see um hmm because hosmer seemed like a fixture there so I, I don't know i don't know but if they're looking to make some changes and need payroll uh i, I could see that happening what, what else we got brandon we had trevor story Possibly going to the Giants. Ooh, I wonder about him. John Morosi rep- <laughs> reports that the Giants are well positioned to acquire Story or Chris Bryant. And they don't know if Colorado would trade with a division rival of a big name player like Story. And Brandon Crawford <laughs> is going to come back in a few days at shortstop. And Story plays shortstop, but then they could easily side him over to third base while La- Evan Longoria is on the 60 day IL. Mm. That could be an interesting move. I, I would, I'd like to see it just because of the novelty of it as much as anything. <laughs> it'd feel like it'd be like a very under the radar move because, I mean, Chris Bryant, the big name going from the Cubs to the Giants, that seems like it'd be, you know, a big time headline grabbing story. But I think Trevor's story would go under the radar if the same. I definitely would see it with Trevor's story. So, I, you know, I want to see Chris Bryant with, with the Rays, but I, I don't know that'll happen. I don't think he'll be with the Cubs at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't think he would either. And my one last rumor, John Morosi says that the Red Sox have spoken to the Rangers about adding pitcher Kyle Gibson to help bolster their rotation. And I think that would be a good addition looking at him. I haven't really seen him pitch. I've only just looking at the stats. He's had a really, really solid year, except when he plays the Tigers, when he he just turns into a god-awful pitcher. But when he's not playing the Tigers, he looks like he's a really good, solid pitcher. Maybe a, a really good two or three starter. Wow. Well, you, you, you don't know. Like I said, there's still a little time left, boys and girls. About five hours left before the deadline hits. We may put a little bonus episode up later on about what happened. But so let, let's look over this, Brandon. 
we've we've talked about the big changes. The Dodgers, you know, they're bringing on a couple of uh, heavy hitters. I, I I didn't necessarily think that they would do it. I thought they were a strong team already, you know. But bringing getting Max Scherzer and, and Trey Turner is like what what I, I I didn't think both of them would go there, but there they go. You know, Nats did their deal, and the Yankees. I mean, bringing up Joey Gallo and. Anthony Rizzo, what? I guess they did figure out they might need somebody to hit <laughs> hit from the left-handed side of the of the plate. But uh, I, I I was wondering if I'd see Aaron Boone gone, and or Aaron Judge gone, or or but not Brian Cashman. <laughs> but I, I expected I expected to see some movement. I expect to see even one of the guys who were a, a big uh, number player to possibly go. That didn't happen, at least not as of yet. Uh, Mariners, you know. Getting some from the Pirates, getting something from the Rays, making moves I wouldn't have anticipated again. So, it's it's been an interesting time, and I don't know if it's from my own myopia, not being able to see anything, or the just not feeling above the weather right now. So, I don't know which one of those things may or may not have been playing into it, but here we go, and it's exciting, exciting time. Uh, you know, I mean, looking at news over the week, you know, okay, like I said. Olympics, uh, NBA draft, all of that news. Put that to the side, people. Focus on what's important in the world, and that's the trades this week. So, again, we're looking at Chris Bryant. We're looking at Berrios and uh, Kimbrell. Is that right? Who, who else is still in the mix? Yeah, Kimbrell's still out there. Chris Bryant, Jose Berrios, Trevor Story. He looks like he could still be out there. John Gomes. A whole bunch of big names Wow. Out there. All right, everybody. Keep your ears to the ground. We'll... Brandon will be putting stuff up there on at Sports Blitz Pod, and I will be putting it also on at The Baseball Biz, so be looking there. Uh, so a few last facts here, too. <laughs> there was a few strange things happening this last week. One of them was with the with Twins. What was that about, Brandon? Yeah, and Twins fans, you might want to either turn down your radio or just skip ahead a little bit. <laughs> but the Twins became the first team ever to out-homer an opponent by seven and still lose as they lost 17-14 to 14 to the Tigers. And a score that honestly looks like it more would be a score for a Lions-Vikings game. <laughs> oh, 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 that's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. That that was insane. Uh, I'd, speaking of, of high scores, too, the Rays had a pretty good one. They had lost the series to the Yankees at the trial because he lost the first two games. But they came back Friday. I mean, excuse me, they came back Thursday with a revenge during the day game. And it started out with Brandon Lau looking what was first called a home run and then said, no, 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 I'm sorry. Yes, you've ran the bases and you've gone the dugout and we initially called it a home run, but it's not. And – after that, I don't know if it just gathered the ire and anger and energy of the Rays, but they came up and they decided to make an, a statement, and they did. So there they are facing Garrett Cole in that first inning. They go bam, 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 but then uh, four four runs, four runs in that first inning. And then uh, by the sixth inning, Garrett Cole's been struggling. And they come in in the sixth inning, and what is it, I think, 10 more runs? Uh Anyway, the final of that was like 14 to zip. You know, the, the Rays walked away with that win. And and I think the loss of not having those left-handed batters probably made a difference. It could have made a difference during that game. 
So we'll see what goes. Yeah. All right, Brandon. That's all I got pretty much for the day. Uh, anything else? Yeah. I mean, I wish the Rays could have scored a little bit more runs in the first couple games of the series because they didn't do <laughs> Jack the first two games, but they knocked Garrett Cole around a little bit. Hopefully they saved some for the Red Sox this this weekend. And even though we got about four or five hours left until the deadline is here, we still got tons of excitement. I mean, just looking at what we had before. If we recorded early in the week, we could have had Trey Turner going to the Mariners with one of my rumors, which I think would have been a really smart move for them. But he wound up in Tinseltown playing for the Dodgers. And who knows what's going to happen by four o'clock when that rolls around. All right. Before we, we set the show to go out live, we had a bit of breaking news. We actually had a couple of trades go down. So I'll start out in Atlanta where the Braves both added Adam Duvall and Eddie Rosario. And at Rosario, he came in from the Indians, and he was traded along with cash considerations for infielder Pablo Sandoval with Rosario, who is hitting 254 this year. So a good pickup for the Braves and hopefully something to boost their offense a bit since Acuna went down about a month, month and a half ago. And the biggest trade since we recorded the show, Jose Barrios, we of course talked to him on the show just a little bit ago. I was, we were both hoping he would go to the Rays. He did go to an AL East team, but not the Rays. He went north of the border to the Blue Jays in exchange for Simeon Woods, Richardson, and Austin Martin. So a good return there for the Twins. Berrios going up north of the border, helping the Blue Jays try to make a push for their wild card. And then hopefully a, a deeper playoff run. I know Blue Jays, Blue Jays fans are hoping for that. Another little bit of a rumor here involving the Rays. According to Ken Rosenthal, they are in on Chris Bryant as well as Trevor Story. And they were in on the Max Scherzer sweepstakes. But unfortunately, they couldn't get that done because even though Washington liked the race prospects, Scherzer didn't really like the prospect of going to Tampa Bay. So the rest is history, and he ended up going to the Dodgers, who are also in on the market for Craig Kimbrell. And like we said earlier, if that were to come true, then that Dodgers team would be would come pretty close to being unstoppable. And with all that being said, happy trade deadline day. Hopefully a lot of cool stuff happens here on out. And back to you, Mark. And we'll see. And just remember again, you can find Brandon at Sports Blitz at Sports Blitz Pod on Twitter. You can find me, Mark, at the baseball biz. And also you will find us on all of the different podcast directories. Whether it be Apple, whether it be Google, whether it be Twitter Oh, you name it, we're out there, Stitcher. The thing that we would ask is remember to like us, because we love you, and subscribe to our uh, podcast. Uh, That's all I got for Baseball Biz. We look forward to seeing you guys again real soon. Rate and review, too. (laughs) Rate and review, too. Special thanks to X-Take RUX for the music rocking forward.